in three, two, one. Before anyone ever cared, I was on TV. I was a kid on ESPN radio. It's where I talked. It's where I cried. It's where I complained. Wait a second. Is the opener of this show comparing Greeny to LeBron? Shaq, what do you think? I tell you what, man, I second what Shaq just said. Knock on wood if you're with me. How great is this? Greeny returning to ESPN Radio. It's incredible, phenomenal, arugula. Wait a second, what time is he on? In radio, nothing is given. Everything is earned. You work for what you have. I'm ready to accept the challenge. ESPN Radio. I'm coming home. And hello again, everybody. It has been a little while. It feels like a different lifetime, and it feels like about 10 minutes. I'm Mike Greenberg, and I've been here before. And it is a delight to be back, and it is a delight to have you with me. And we're going to be here every afternoon at this time, and things are going to be a little bit the same, and they're going to be a little bit different. And there's no question it's going to take a little getting used to, for you and for me. But I hope you'll come along for the ride, because I couldn't be more excited. It really does feel like I just left here. I have some of the same people that I'm looking across at, and some new ones, and that's the way it's going to be, and I'm sure there are some of the same people who were listening all those years, and some new ones. But I'm delighted to be here, and I'm delighted that you are here. And I'll very briefly explain to you what it is that we are planning to do here. And, And most days, actually every day, starting tomorrow, when this show begins, we're going to dive right into whatever we deem to be, or you deem to be, the most important story of the day. And that's the first and foremost thing I can tell you about this is that I'm going to want to talk to you a lot as we get this thing started. That's one of the things that I have missed the most doing TV the last two and a half years, is hearing from you and talking with you. And so I'm going to let you choose what we talk about here as often as I do it. But every day starting tomorrow, we will dive right into whatever the most important story of the day is in sports. And we will go into it with analysis from the absolute best people that we have at ESPN and beyond. And I will give you my thoughts. Uh, But today I thought I would just explain briefly what it is that I'm doing back here. And there are really two distinct reasons why I'm here. The first of them is, for those of you who watch my TV show in the morning, Get Up, what we have found works extremely well on that show is that we put a lot of different people on. We move around amongst them very quickly. And my job is to be the point guard. I'm asking a question here and there and everywhere. And it's worked out great and people seem to like it and I couldn't be more thrilled. But one of the things that I find happening, frustratingly often, is that I don't get to tell you what I think of something. And that's what this show is for. So you might as well just call this, now it's my turn. Now Greeny gets to tell you what he thinks. Because all of these fancy football players, they have their level of experience, but they don't really, for the most part, know what they're talking about. Uh, Like most geniuses, mine will not be fully appreciated until long after my time. So this will be my opportunity to share what I think with you. And then the second reason, and the more important reason, very simply is, it's fun. I've missed it. Doing a TV show is the most rewarding thing I've, I've, well, it is one of the most rewarding things I've ever done, but it's hard. It's hard work. This is fun. And so I'm planning on having fun, and that's what I want to do together with you. I want to lean into the joy of this. I want to lean into the fun of sports. I can't remember a time in my lifetime that we've needed it more than we need it now, that we just need to have some fun that we just need to talk about the good and the bad, the wins and the losses. And, of course, as serious events take place, we will cover those here. It would be 
irresponsible not to. But for the most part, we're here to celebrate the joy of sports and to do it together. So I'm looking forward to that very much. And I'm thrilled to be back and thrilled that you are here. So we're going to be talking a lot on Twitter. If you are not with me on Twitter yet, do that now at ESPN Greeny. We will have a poll question up every single day, and I'll get to that in a minute. The phone number has not changed. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. I'll tell you when to call. We will be take people ask of and asking me a lot. Will I take phone calls? Yes, I will. Uh, but I don't want you sitting there on hold all day. I'll tell you when to call. It's not going to be for a couple of minutes here that we get to that. So just sit tight, and we will get to the phone calls coming up. And my thanks to my buddy Frank Caliendo for doing that. That was very nice of him, and his podcast is at caliendocast.com, and he is just the best and the most fun. All right, we are uh, back. We are Greeny, and we're presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting small businesses with specialized coverages for commercial vehicles. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Boy, that felt good. I think it is quite possible that there is no human being alive that has read more live commercials on television and radio than I have. Uh, If you ask some people out there, they would think the only reason I came back was to read live spots and make sure I mentioned my wife. No names, but I think we all know who we're talking about. All right, uh, we're having, <laughs> it is good to be back. Guest list for today, jam-packed. We're going to have Jeff Van Gundy towards the end of the show today as the NBA playoffs will actually have just begun when he joins us. So he'll be with us one forty-five Eastern time. Today we'll have Stephen A. Smith in this hour. We'll have Booger McFarland in this hour. Shefty, Tim Legler, and Buster Olney also uh, with us today. And let's start with what I think is the most interesting thing going on. As one who grew up in New York City and then went to work in Chicago, if you listen to Mike and Mike, you know that my passion has generally always been professional sports, first and foremost, much more than college. But I think what's going on in college football right now is overwhelmingly the most interesting thing that has happened. And I assume you're aware of Justin Fields, the superstar quarterback at Ohio State, to his everlasting credit, one of the players in college football who could easily not play this fall and have it impact him not one iota, at least as far as where he's going to be drafted and what his circumstances are going to be. That, that kid's going to be a top five pick and probably higher than that. Yes, if he were to play a season, he could vault his way to the number one pick in the draft. But my point is, there are lots and lots of players in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 who will not get drafted, who will not wind up playing professional football because their seasons got canceled. And Justin Fields is most certainly not one of them. But he has been on a quest, and I'm sure you have been aware of that, and maybe you heard him this morning when he was on our new morning show with Keyshawn and Jay Will and Zubin talking about his feelings on whether he, on, on why he wants to come back. And I'll play that in a second, but let me open up the poll here because my poll question to you is very simply, do you believe they should play college football this fall? Just based on what you think you know. And one of the answers we will get is, well, Greeny, we don't have all the information. And my response to that is, yes, of course we don't. But that doesn't seem to stop us from weighing in on everything anymore. There was a time when we waited until we knew what we were talking about before we weighed in on it, we have long since stopped that. So let's just weigh in. The question is, do you believe they should play college football this fall? Cast your vote on my Twitter poll at ESPN Greeny on Twitter, and we will see what you think and we will get to it. I want to play Justin Fields. Bubba's back with me here and Bubba's going to play it. This was Justin Fields this morning, the quarterback at Ohio state talking about why he is, is leading this movement and one of the reasons he offers here, to me, makes at least some sense. I think if the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 all think that they can have a you know season safely, then I don't see any reason why the Big Ten uh, 
can do the same. Like I said earlier, I, I think what we're doing at Ohio State is uh, very safe, and I think if we can get everybody on the same track in the conference, I think that'll be a safe way uh, to actually conduct the season. All right, so that makes sense. We all understand that all states are dealing in different circumstances. Geographic regions are dealing in different circumstances. But there were a lot of similarities between the level of danger of playing football, the level of danger with regard to contamination of the coronavirus, of playing football in Alabama and in Ohio. Those two are not exactly the same, but they are certainly in the same family. They don't have nothing to do with each other. So what he says makes sense. And so I forgot to attach the hashtag, but the show, well, we're not going to say it. The show is called Hashtag Greenie because I want to hear from you. And underneath that poll, a lot of people sent some interesting responses. And so I want to read some of these. Kevin Grusing responded to me, if medical experts say it can't be played, it can't be played, period. Any arguments for playing have either selfishness and or greed in mind. Kevin, I appreciate the response. Here's what I will say. The one thing we cannot criticize the Big Ten for is what we almost always criticize the the establishment in collegiate sports for, which is exploiting the kids and concerning themselves first and foremost with the money. They've done the opposite of that in this situation. They've done the opposite of what we probably would cynically have expected them to do. When all of this began, I remember the conversations I was having on the air with all of our college football people. And the general feeling was they will move heaven and earth to play these games because there was so much money involved. So there's almost a part of me that thinks that it is it is a noble decision. The one thing you cannot do is question the motivation of the decision made in the Big Ten by saying, well, they just care about the money. That's not at all what they've done here. You can't question the motivation by saying they're exploiting the kids because that's the opposite of what they're doing here. And I cannot believe how quickly this time has gone by because I've just barely started saying all the things I was going to say, and I'm up to my first break here, so I can't get into. This is exactly what happens on Get Up every day. Only this time it was me that interrupted me. I can't blame Orlovsky and Marcus Spears and Ryan Clark for not letting me get a thought in edgewise. So you're going to have to hold on on that because I do have a lot to say about this, and I'm going to have to get used to this clock. So I I promise you that I will have a lot of thoughts on all of this. That will give you my straight talk on all of this. And Straight Talk Wireless has the full-court cell phone coverage that you need. Just 45 bucks a month gets you the unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G for up to 50% less than the big carriers. It's only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. I didn't get to say any of the things I was planning on saying here, but cast your vote. We will get to all of those I promise you will hear from Heather Dinich, who told us once and for all what we should really be expecting here. But coming up next, we will welcome my very first guest in my return. And he and I will discuss the one player who has the most to gain as the NBA playoffs begin. And a spoiler alert, that player is not LeBron James. We'll do that and a whole lot more as we continue in just a moment. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio and ESPN News. We're back. We're Greeny, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guests appear on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including this one, our next one, and our first one. And as I thought about who I wanted to have as my first guest in my return here, I thought, well, why not? He's a friend of mine, and he is the most significant voice in sports today, excluding no one. And so here he is, uh, and he has been in, on these, these airways a million times, and you'll hear him 
regularly. The one and only Stephen A. Smith is with me here. Good morning, Stephen A., and thank you very much for doing this, my man. How are you? Good good, good morning and congratulations to you, Greeny. Uh, Well-deserved. You've been missed on radio, obviously. You're one of the greats that have ever done it, a Hall of Famer, and so it's just great to be on the show with you as your first guest, man. Well, how you doing? Thank you. I'm fine. And, and I just want to give everyone a quick inkling of just how famous Stephen A. has become. So, Stephen A., I, I, I go in, I, this is last week, I walk into a place to pick up lunch, and there is a woman, it's one of those places where, you know, you walk in and you get a plate, and then they put one spoon with the chicken, and then one spoon with the rice, and one spoon with the vegetable, and all of that stuff. Right. And, 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 and the woman is looking at me, and she says, I know you, I know you, where do I know you from? And before I can say anything, she says, oh, wait, you're the guy who comes on before Stephen A., and I said, yeah, that's right. I'm the one. <laughs> I'm the one. So that's who I am now. I'm the one who comes on before Stephen A. Okay, but let's get to sports because I learned in our first segment that this stuff flies by. First question for you, Stephen A., with the NBA playoffs officially underway. I had Vince Carter on Get Up this morning, as I know you did on, on uh-huh. First Take as well. And he said to me that if Kawhi Leonard wins the championship this year with the Clippers and becomes the first player ever to win finals MVP for three different teams— he vaults himself into the discussion with the Michaels, the LeBrons, and the Kobe's, into the discussion amongst the greatest players of all time. Do you agree with that? No, I do not. Um, I think that Kawhi Leonard is a fabulous player. He is a, he is a superstar in this league. Uh, but I think that first MVP, that has to be taken into context. He wasn't even a top three option offensively. He was primarily the MVP of that championship series over to LeBron James and Dwayne Wade led Miami because of his defensive prowess. He was playing with the big three, Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. They had lost the championship in seven games the year before. And so as a result, when he played defense, again, against LeBron James, so LeBron James had averaged about 28 points per game in that series that he lost, but Dwayne Wade was not healthy, uh, and, and obviously Miami had some issues. Uh, the bottom line is that he benefited from that, and because of his uh, exceptional play on the defensive side of the ball, along with some productivity offensively, of course, but primarily because of defense, he got that championship. That is entirely different than being the alpha the alpha guy, the guy that the responsibilities are placed on your shoulders to carry the franchise on your shoulders uh, to prominence. He did that with Toronto last year, but he did not do that the first go-round with San Antonio, and that's why I would respectfully disagree with Vince Carter, although I understand where he's coming from. I just don't agree. Kawhi has never had the responsibility that LeBron James and Michael Jordan and guys like that ever had. Yeah, he didn't at the beginning. He certainly did to a degree a year ago, and he does to a degree here. It's going to be fascinating. Look, if he if he does well, this, it, it, it will – it will make it will make us have conversations like where does Kawhi go right? It'll make us start well, talking well, about I, that. I, I'm not questioning whether or not it will be a conversation. Right. I'm just challenging the legitimacy of it because again, last year, okay, you play in Toronto, right? you engaged in load management, you played 60 games, you did average 39 minutes a game in the postseason, uh, and we got to give credit where credit is due. But we all know that if Kevin Durant were healthy and Clay Thompson hadn't gone down, the Golden State Warriors would have won the championship. I contended that even with KD, if KD had not played one single game, one single game, but Clay Thompson had played from start to finish, I believe the Golden State Warriors would have beaten would have beaten the Toronto Raptors. Having said all of that, the fact that KD and Clay Thompson were down, 
I think that sort of dilutes the potency of that argument on behalf of Kawhi Leonard, considering those circumstances. We see who the other who the others had to beat in order to gain the prominence that they've gained. He was very lucky last year, and years earlier, obviously, he wasn't even a top three offensive option. So again, I respectfully disagree. All right, that's fair. Stephen A. with us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, Shell V Power Nitro Plus premium gasoline my pick is the lakers in this thing and in order to do it anthony davis i believe is going to have to be the best player in this postseason do you think he's ready to be that i definitely think he's ready but he still has to do it uh, the lakers have been my favorite and i wouldn't waffle in any way if there were never uh, a postponement to the season or an interruption to the season because of the global pandemic we're all suffering from. The fact is is that I thought the Lakers were rolling at the right time and everything that I had predicted up to that point had transpired and then the, the, the postponement occurred and then they returned to the bubble. And I don't even know who these Lakers are. Avery Bradley is elected not to participate because he's got a six-year-old with respiratory issues, and we all respect his decision not to play. But Rondo goes down with a broken um, broken thumb. That puts more of an onus. Excuse me, I'm choking up here. I apologize. It puts more of an onus on LeBron James to carry a load and to another degree, Anthony Davis. My belief about Anthony Davis is simple. He can average 30 and 15 in his sleep. But the important point is how he scores those 30. It can't be shooting 15 and 17-foot jump shots or shooting threes. He's got to be a man down low, taking advantage of the Nurkic in the first round or potentially a Montreal Terrell in the Western Conference Finals. You've got to be able to do that. You can't have opponents fresh in the fourth quarter because you're busy shooting jump shots you haven't engaged in any physicality, and it forces them not, and, and it allows them not to get to avoid foul trouble, rather, and they're fresh for you in the fourth quarter. He's got to be in attack mode as a big man, playing like a big man down low when it really, really counts in order for Anthony Davis to be that guy. All right, listen, Steve, I know you changed a bunch <laughs> of things around to do this for me today. Thank you very much. Enjoy. I will see you when you get back. Congratulations again, man. Looking forward to listening to you every day, man. You take it easy. You Talk got it. That's the great Stephen A. Smith with me here. Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. He's on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. I'll tell you quickly about Stephen A. He, he is in the middle. Of, he's shooting something else today. I, I don't even know if he wants me to mention what it is. It's not, it doesn't, not a total secret, but I won't say. It doesn't matter. The, the, the purposes of the story that I didn't want to take up the time while I had him with us because I'm figuring out quickly that these segments go by a lot faster than I anticipated. Um, But, you know, back in the day when he and Skip were first building up First Take, I I always felt, and they were very complimentary towards us, that Mike and I really helped them, that that we helped them get that started, Um, that that we sort of handed the audience that we had for them on ESPN2 really was a, a part of the success of what they did building there. And I feel like Stephen A. has in every way returned that favor to me. That when we launched my new TV show, we were trying to figure out what to do. Um, Stephen A. has become a huge part of it and has become a huge part of um, the way we were able to sort of turn it around and get it going in a positive direction. So I wanted to express that to him if he's still listening. I just didn't want to take up the time (laughs) while he was sitting on the phone because I wanted to get in at least two questions about the NBA. So we'll do that. Okay, Uh, we are rolling along here. Don't forget, you can listen to ESPN Audio at home. On your smart speaker, ESPN Audio at Home is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van. Find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. Coming up next, I will explain to you why I believe the NFL's wildest dreams 
are about to come true. That's next. I'm Greeny, and you're listening to ESPN Radio. Greeny, back with you here on ESPN Radio, on TV, on ESPN News. Booger's going to join me in a second. But there's something I want to do every Monday here, because there's an observation that I made uh, right before we launched Get Up, and I actually planned to do this on Get Up, and it just didn't work out for one reason or another, was that I find that no matter what else is happening in the world, the number one trending topic on Twitter on Mondays is always hashtag Monday Motivation. And so it occurs to me people need a little motivation to get themselves going on Monday. So I've befriended a motivational speaker named Eric Thomas, who I think is the best. And for those of you who don't know him, you should and you will. You could follow him on social media, and he's phenomenal. And so every week he's going to give us a motivational speech for you. But I figured today, since it's my first day, he put together a little motivational speech for me. So, E.T., let's hear from him. It's a problem of motivation, all right? Motivation Monday. What's up? It's your boy, E.T. Yo, is it true? You going back to your old stomping grounds? Yo, you starting a show in the midst of a pandemic on the solo? Come on, man. You already know what they're going to say. You know they're already going to have high expectations of you. You know all eyes are going to be on you. You know they're going to scrutinize you. The question that everybody's going to ask, does Greeny still have it? Yo, Greeny, you still got it? All right, it doesn't matter. It's day one. You know what time it is. It's time to prove them all wrong. It's time to show up and time to show out. Yo, Greeny, it's time to execute. So you know what to do. Let's go. It's my friend Eric Thomas, and he will motivate us every Monday. And he's got it. His message, I think, is terrific. Um, I, I just think he's the best at what he does. And so every week, hopefully, I think as I was setting that up, it occurred to me it might have sounded like I was setting up a bit or something that I was kidding. And we will do bits and I will kid, but I'm not kidding about him. He's terrific. And you can follow him at uh, at etinspires.com. And starting next week, he will have motivation for you as you go about your week. Here we are together Monday lunchtime on the West Coast. Maybe it's still early in the morning getting yourself together. One of the things you could use to get you going is a five-hour energy. Our motivation is brought to you by Five Hour Energy. It is road trip season. Get ready with Five Hour Energy. Are we having trouble getting a hold of Booger? Because if so, then I will do what I was planning to do. Okay, so this is we're going to move some stuff around here because uh, we're not getting a hold of Booger McFarland. Here he is. I call him up. I say to Booger, big fella, you're, you're my best friend at ESPN. I, 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 you, you, I discovered you on Mike and Mike. Me being on radio is the reason that you became Booger McFarlane. I want you to be on my first day. And he said, of course, Greeny. You just tell me what you need. And now here we are. This is what I needed, and we can't get a hold of him. I guarantee you he's playing golf right now. I guarantee you he is playing golf and forgot about this. But that's all right. So we'll get back to, we'll get back to some of the stuff that I didn't get a chance to do at the beginning of the program. And that is to say, my poll question this morning is, do you believe that they should be playing this fall? Do you think the college kids should play? And I fully respect everyone who's saying, Greeny, we don't have adequate information upon which to make that decision, because that's the right answer. But that has nothing whatsoever to do with 2020. In 2020, we don't base all the things that we opine upon on whether we have the appropriate information. We just yell and scream about what we think. So let's do that for a change. Here's what I will say about this. 
Let's use the Big Ten because that's my conference. I went to school in the Big Ten. I love it. I always root for the Big Ten. In the absence of anything else, I root for the Big Ten and the Rose Bowl every year. I root for the Big Ten and the NCAA tournament every year. I am a Big Ten fan. First and foremost, I'm a Northwestern fan, but I am a Big Ten fan. They have not done, they have not done the doing it for the money thing. They have not done the exploitation thing. So they've gone the opposite direction. So my inclination is to believe them when they tell you they genuinely believe it is too dangerous to play. Here's what I do not want to hear people saying. Because in 2020, this is what everybody does. When someone says something you don't like, when someone says something that is contrary to your position, when someone says something that disagrees with you, there are two things we fall back on. They're stupid is one of them. Oh, how stupid. How stupid are they? How stupid must the Big Ten be? How stupid is Kevin Warren? How stupid are those guys? Guess what? They're not stupid. Those are jobs that thousands and thousands of people would kill for. They're unquestionably not stupid. Kevin Warren is unquestionably not stupid. The other thing people will fall back on is you have bad intentions. Terrible intentions. You're evil. You're a bad person. You disagree with me. You've done something I disagree with. You're either stupid or a bad person. Let's assume that's not the case here. We have no, absolutely no evidence to suggest these are bad people we're talking about. They're neither stupid nor evil. That doesn't necessarily mean they can't be wrong. They could easily be wrong. It just doesn't make them stupid or malintended. So let's use that as our backdrop for a reasonable expectation. I believe that Kevin Warren needs to give to the families of the players a full explanation that it seems to me they don't feel they have of how they arrived at the decision they arrived at. I fully trust that this decision was well thought out, that it does indeed have the players' best interests at heart, and that there is firm and sound logic behind it. I believe all three of those things. Where I think they have gotten it wrong is that I don't think people generally, and by people I mean me, I mean the media, I mean football fans from one coast of this country to the other, and most importantly, the players and their families, I don't feel like they fully understand the reasons that you have for making the decision you made, a decision that has a profound impact on many of them. It really has no effect on me. It has really no effect on most fans beyond our own um, selfishness. I want to see these games. You want to see these games. But for these players on their families, this is their lives. I said at the beginning of the show, and I'll say it again, there are players at these schools who would have had professional football careers who now will not. That doesn't make this the wrong decision. It just is an indication of how much they have at stake, of how invested they are in this. And as a consequence of that, they are not in the wrong for saying, I need to know exactly why you're doing this. They don't get to make the decision. Don't get me wrong. Justin Fields, as much as I admire what he's doing, he doesn't get to decide whether or not Ohio State plays. The players don't get to decide that. Their moms and dads don't get to decide that. The people making the decisions are the right people to make them. I don't have any problem with that. But what Justin Fields is 100% entitled to is an explanation. 
a full, trans, complete, transparent explanation so that he can know, even if he continues to disagree with it, even if he continues to believe it's wrong, so he can know exactly why what was done was done. I think that is a reasonable expectation. I do not believe in any way the people running the Big Ten are stupid. I do not believe in any way that their intentions are anything other than honorable. But what I do think is they need to do a better job of explaining to these kids and their families exactly why they made that decision. All right, Greeny with you here. The NBA playoffs begin today, and they're on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight. Luca and the Mavs taking on Kawhi and the Clippers. That is presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8.30 tonight on most of these ESPN radio stations. Coming up next, I'm going to defend the last people in the world you were expecting me to defend. That's next. I'm Greeny, and you're listening to ESPN Radio. Shafty's going to join me in the next hour. Tim Legler, Buster Olney, Jeff Van Gundy, and we've heard from Booger. Booger claims to have been in a bad cell. My gut feeling is he actually was three-putting as we speak at Islesworth down there in Tampa, and that's why we couldn't get a hold of him. But he will join us in our next hour as well. But right now it's time for Straight Talk, which is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And I'm going to make an analogy that probably only I could make. And that is I'm going to tell you that the most interesting thing that has been happening in sports of late, I think, reminds me of an episode of what was my favorite television show of the Teens? What decade? What what decade just ended? What, what, what were those called? The 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 tens? The te- whatever the whatever the decade for? It's not the twenties or the thirties. Whatever decade started in twenty ten and ended in twenty twenty was. I thought that the best TV show of that time was Modern Family. I liked that show, and there was an episode of Modern Family where Mitch and Cam. For those of you who know the show, Mitch and Cam they have tickets to go see a Beyonce concert, and they're all excited about it. And then Cam gets sick. And Mitch really wants to go anyway, but he's afraid that Cam is going to be upset with him. If that is not an analogy that works perfectly in the sports context, let's bring it to your family. Let's say you've got an extended family. Let's say there are eight of you in your family and you all have football tickets for this weekend. You're all going to a football game and five of you get sick. Five of you cannot go. I'm not talking about deathly ill. I, I, I'm, I'm saying get sick. You got a cold. You got whatever it is and you can't go. Should the other three not go? If the other three go, should the five who didn't get to go be offended by that? They're not going, so why shouldn't you go? That brings me to my very first ever unsolicited advice on this show. Every day I'm going to be offering unsolicited advice to someone who doesn't need my advice, but they're going to get it anyway. Bubba, there's an open. This is a perfect opportunity for you to try some active listening. Unsolicited advice. Ooh, I like that. Here's my unsolicited advice. And it is to all the other schools in the Big Ten, I am going to defend, believe it or not, Nebraska. Nebraska, to me, in the previous analogy, was Mitch. Mitch still wanted to go see Beyonce. Cam is sick. Cam can't go see Beyonce. Why shouldn't Mitch get to go? Or let's go back to the family analogy. Nebraska is one of the three who can go to the game this weekend. Why would anyone be telling them not to? I don't get it. I don't think it is a violation. I'm a Big Ten guy. I firmly believe in the Big Ten. I I, I support and root for the Big Ten every week of my life. I went to Northwestern. I live and die with Northwestern sports. 
If Northwestern is not going to play this year and Nebraska wants to play, they should be allowed to play. This is not in any way a value judgment on whether it is safe to play or not. This is purely my reaction to everyone saying, well, if the Big Ten decides they're not playing, then none of them can play. Well, why the heck is that? Why is it that if I'm just making this up now, Penn State, Rutgers, Northwestern, and Minnesota decide they can't play, that Nebraska and Iowa shouldn't? And if they can't play their regular Big Ten schedule that year, go play anyone who can and will. And then you come back and you play the Big Ten schedule the following year. I'm not sure I understand what the what the violation is there. I missed all of that somehow last week. When everyone was all upset about Nebraska, get them out of the conference. They're not happy. Get out of the conference. They get $50 million. Well, what does that have to do with anything? If they want to play and the conference decides most of these schools aren't playing, I believe that if there were two schools that weren't playing, the rest of them would. So so where was the tipping point? The majority of them aren't playing? I think if schools want to play, they should be allowed to play. Now, it's a totally different question from whether anyone should be allowed to play. If it's too dangerous to play, then it should go without saying that no one should play. But what I'm saying is if a few schools decide they don't want to take whatever steps are necessary to do it, which is a, I fully respect the decision, there's no obvious reason to me why Nebraska shouldn't be allowed to go play whoever they want. So I'm defending Nebraska, which is probably the last thing in the world you're expecting me to do. My unsolicited advice to the Big Ten is if Nebraska, Ohio State, and Iowa want to go play and they want to go play the ACC teams or the SEC teams or whoever it is just this one year, let them. And then they'll come back next year and everything will be fine. They can share the revenue with everybody else while they do it. Again, I'm not telling them they should play. But I don't think the other schools in the Big Ten should be telling them that if they do, it's some grave violation of an agreement that we all made because I just don't see it that way. If there were eight of us in my family and five of us couldn't go to the football game this weekend, I'd still go. And if the other five were offended by that, I'd think they were being ridiculous. And that's what I think is going on here. I think Nebraska has a right to think everyone else is being ridiculous. So that's my unsolicited advice. Straight talk, wireless, no contract. No compromise. All right. So uh, we will have Shefty in our next hour. We'll have Tim Legler. We'll have Buster Olney. We'll have Jeff Van Gundy. We'll have Booger. So we're going to be jam-packed. I'm getting used to exactly the way the hours work here. But we have something else that I want to do, which is called I Just Want You to Know. Because every now and again, things will happen in my life. And I realize I just want you to know that they happened. That sometimes Twitter is a good place for that. But sometimes Twitter is the worst place for everything. We all know that. And, and Bubba tells me we have an open. So this is, this is going to be our second open. Let's see how this goes. Let's talk about something I just want you to know. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. I've become an iced coffee person. And I'm disgusted with myself for it. I, I am of an age where it has been my disposition to mock iced coffee for a very long time. And when my daughter got to be old enough that she and her friends would start going to Starbucks, I started to recognize that frequently they would be walking around high school age girls with these coffee, these drinks that look like milkshakes. They're essentially drinking, you're drinking a milkshake with caffeine in it. That's what it looked like. And I thought to myself, I'm glad you're enjoying that, but that is not a beverage that I or any self-respecting adult should be drinking. I believed that firmly until two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, 
it was about 97 degrees with 140% humidity in New York. And I'm out on a Sunday morning and I had to do a bunch of errands and I was going to be outside and there was no avoiding it. And I can't start a day without caffeine. I'm like many people who cannot. And so I walk into the place and, 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 and I just could not fathom drinking hot coffee. So I ordered an iced coffee. And I, I have to tell you, it was the most delicious thing that I have had in a very long time. I loved it. And so I'm drinking that now. And I'm disgusted with myself. And I want to know if you are disgusted with me or if you too, it, it's one thing if you've always been an iced coffee person, but are you one who came over to the iced coffee side? I'd like to hear from you. I'm on Twitter at ESPN Greeny. Use the hashtag Greeny. We'll know to look for it and we'll be able to converse. All right, quick break back with Tim Legler and Buster and Shefty and more on ESPN Radio.